Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Happy Thursday to everybody out there, and happy Sweet 16 Day. It's uh, it's beginning. College basketball is back for the weekend. It's not quite like the first weekend when you can, you know, just sit down and watch all day. You have to wait till 6, but uh, the games are a little bit of more importance, so that will be exciting time. We'll j- jump into that. Um, but uh, we got uh, some big news here for the Huskers today. Of course, last night's uh, news that Blaze Keita, the Huskers, uh, the incoming center, was going to confirm that he was coming to the Huskers. That was great. It was weird. It was like an out-of-body of experience. Positive news for the mm-hmm. Husker program. What is this? And then quickly things got turned back to what we're used to, uh, which is panic, fear, and, and just throwing everything. Indigestion. Against the wall here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Upset stomach as well. Um, all those stuff. Uh, because uh, Nebraska, uh, at least at this point in time, has lost one of their key contributors, or at least one of the guys with the most upside um, going into next year. Receiver Xavier Betts is no longer with the football team. Scott Frost announced at the weekly press conference. Um, And, uh, yeah, not great stuff. Um, For what it's worth, it's better than him being in the transfer portal. There's there's none of that around for right now. He's just no longer with the team at the moment. Um, So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Obviously, not... Uh, not what you want to hear for an offense that's lacking, you know, some go-to players, some surefire type of guys. His career has been strange to begin with. I mean, Xavier Betts is somewhat of an enigma where mm-hmm. all uh, throughout his career, he's flashed potential, he's flashed big plays, and then he just doesn't get uh, enough playing time, enough snaps from a lot of a lot of us on the outside, what we think. And then what you hear from Scott Frost and, and what, what has been told from us is that he's not consistent enough at practice. Well, this week he's not at practice, so that's obviously <laughs> not consistent either. Well. Um, and... You know, I, I don't think this is quite as big a deal as the Wandale news uh, from a year ago or a year plus ago now, where at that time I said that's going to directly correlate to some losses. You've, you've just lost some games by losing Wandale Robinson. I don't think you can say the same thing of, of, about Xavier Betts, but he's certainly a guy with a lot of upset uh, upside. I don't, I don't think that uh, losing him, if it, it isn't indeed um, permanent, and we'll see how that kind of plays out, um, would directly correlate between losses right now because from what we've seen from him so far, I think he had, what, 250 yards, something like mm-hmm. that last year. Um, you know, that's solid, but it, it's not uh, otherworldly production. But, again, I think that you lose some upside and you lose some big playability if you don't welcome Xavier Betts back to the team. For what it's worth, um, Frost did not say – didn't give – too much information about it, so we all get to speculate. Yay! But uh, no, outside of the most of speculation you've heard um, from people that are a little bit closer to him, uh, I've heard it's just it might be a matter of he's not um, completely a football guy. Um, and uh, so he's kind of got some other things going through his head right now and doesn't know if he wants to stay committed to football. So again, that might be good as far as him not entering the transfer portal or something like that. Um, but it, it, that could also explain a little bit more about what's been going on with him uh, through his time as a Husker so far. I have a couple points to make, Buck, and before I, I do that, 
Uh, I looked up just Nebraska basketball because that's usually just how I get to the homepage scores, things like that. The first two things that people also ask, is Nebraska a good basketball team and is Nebraska good at sports? No comment. But (laughs) I will say uh, the issue that I see with Xavier Betts is more than anything is just uncertainty. You're losing, as Nick's trivia question said, your two leading receivers from last season. Samari Touré, like you said, uh, a couple days ago, he's out of eligibility. There was absolutely no chance. You knew you were losing him. Right. But your second highest receiver, who we both think probably should have had more red zone targets, but didn't work out that way, Austin Allen. So you're losing your top two receivers, and I know we've talked to, I think it was Brian Munson the other day. Um, he thought Xavier Betts would be that guy to take a step up, right? Obviously, Trey Palmer comes in through the transfer portal, and we have high expectations for him. But out of the returning guys... Xavier Betts was the name that was floated around quite a bit as kind of that big play guy, that guy that was going to take the step forward, maybe step into a Samari Touré role. So I I think more than anything that Husker fans are finding frustrating and that we're finding frustrating is, one, we don't really know what this means. Frost didn't really say too much about it. Basically, all he says is that he's off the team. So like you said, we can speculate. And it sounds like he's not completely off the team, but... Moving forward, there's just so much uncertainty in the receiving room, right? I mean, you 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 lose your number, your two best receivers, one of them a tight end, so you don't really know what you're getting at the tight end position. Samari Teres, your deep play threat, almost a 1,000 yard receiver, you losing him. Trey Palmer, sure, the tight end room, I don't really know too much about. I don't think we really know too much about it. I just I'm worried that this uncertainty. Going into a season where Scott Frost, by all indications, needs a little bit of certainty, needs to know what he's dealing with, and needs to get to whatever mark that Trev Alberts put there on the table. I just think going into the season, that's not a spot that you want to be in, especially with a new quarterback, too. I mean, you'd want him to have some type of familiarity, right? And it it sounds like we're basically just starting from scratch. And you were just bringing in a new quarterback, which is fine, but there's no consistency. There's none. No, and, and and maybe the, it is kind of goes back to you know just uh, <laughs> the fact that this is a whole new look to begin with. It's hard to really look at last year's team and last year's offense. This is a new offense, a lot of new players uh, at play here. So you know it, it can't be that huge of a loss if he ends up not coming back to the team. Um, again, it's just it certainly the doesn't help. But it, it's it's also something you got to consider because Casey Thompson. Uh, anytime he's talked about why he transferred to Nebraska, part of it he said is, you know, I looked at the weapons out at wide receiver. That had to be the shining spot at wide receiver to me. I mean, uh, Omar Manning, sure, uh, as a possession guy, and, yeah. and, and, and he can, you know, hopefully can come around um, to live up to his expectations. Um, but Xavier Betts was the guy that you thought could take the top off the defense and, exactly. and just be that big play type of guy. And last year's offense, again, it's it's a different year, different coaches, all that, but last year's offense was pretty reliant on big play abilities with you know the Samari Toure's out there and Xavier Betts had a few of them himself his best catch I think as a Husker so far actually got waved off but it was like I can't remember there's a penalty holding or something like that but um, he caught it basically like with with one hand uh, bouncing off the defender's uh, uh, helmet or shoulder pad or whatever it was it didn't end up being caught but I mean the guy has uh, you know some of the athleticism that you just can't teach and You're that's right. that's the You're frustrating right. part if they're not able to rein him in. And I've heard other people say, "Well, this is not this is not on Scott Frost." You know, if this is indeed something, you know, kind of between the ears, and you know, what what is Frost supposed to do about it? Well, 
at some point you have to hold Frost accountable, and he and they will. I mean, this is this is basically his last chance, right? But um, it just continues the trend. If Betts doesn't return to the team again, he's not on the level of a Wandale Robinson just based no. on production. Even a J.D. Spielman, um, but you you look at the Wandale Robinson, the Maurice Washings, the J.D. Spielmans, the Greg Bell's guys um, that certainly could have helped Nebraska if they stuck around yeah. and. It's just every season with this stuff. There's always something. And, there, and, and you know, we, we say often it's kind of easy to win the offseason and all that stuff. Mike Riley was great at winning the offseason. Scott Frost hasn't been great at winning the offseason. Um, I, I mean, you just kind of combine this with the personnel loss that they lost with Damian Daniels, Cam Jurgens, guys that would have been great if they were able to bring him back. Maybe Cam Jurgens is in a different um, position there where at least he seems to be doing well as far as the draft boards go. But, I mean, if you, if you lose a guy um, – um, that ends up being, you know, either one of them, if they end up being like fifth rounders, you should have been able to bring them back, right? I mean, you should have been able to convince them uh, to bring them back. But um, at the same time, I mean, I, I understand when it gets frustrating for a lot of these guys, you, you play, you, you know, you, you put all that work into it and you finish three and nine. Um, it just yeah, kind of goes back to that, man, like what, what is going on here? It's not me. I'm not, I'm not the problem. So what's kind of going on around me? And I hope that they had a lot of fun and that they, you know, are still enjoying the opportunity to play Division One Big Ten football. But it can start to become frustrating for a lot of those guys just to say. And I think that was probably a big part of some of those guys leaving was just, you know, we we were a pretty talented team. We did everything that we could to push all these other teams. I, I, you know, individually, those guys thinking I played right well. There, yeah. um, but it just wasn't turning around, and it almost seems like there's just this dark cloud that stays over Nebraska football. Um, again, some people aren't panicking as much right now just because um, Frost was very – it sounded like there was, you know, a potential for a return if they can kind of uh, get him on right, track here. Right, right. Um, but it's just frustrating when you continue to lose guys with, you know, some of the biggest upside on your team, regardless of why it is. And, you know, this could be a bet's problem, right? But it's it does become a Nebraska problem when it's a repeated problem that shows up, and that's what it's been for Frost. And it's, it's also interesting, too, to me um, – there, a, a reason why I wouldn't be too concerned about it is because Mickey Joseph just seems like that guy, right? I mean, he's he does. All, he's done great he's all business at LSU. He's been all business. Um, they did a great job in the transfer portal. So if you do lose bets, you still have four other five other guys that you think, okay, based on what we've heard, they can kind of jump in there and and make the most of it. Um, but you also kind of wonder if it is a thing where bets isn't con completely interested in football or, or you know giving his hundred percent in football. That would probably rub Mickey Joseph the wrong way, who is it was very direct and said the other day that guys are fighting for roster spots at the wide receiver position. Um, he's a guy that's gonna want and ask for all in and Absolutely. you know everything that you can. I mean, he's and that's what we love about him, right? He's come in and and just change, you know, flip the script on on what it's going to mean and and how accountable he's gonna hold all these guys to getting better because he's gonna get a stacked room and he's gonna have guys behind you that are gonna be ready for it. You know, he mentions a Brody belt the other day. I think that's in part to say. That guy gives us everything, Works hard. and he's going yeah. to replace you if you don't give your everything. Yeah. Um. And uh. And and so I mean that might be a 
a situation again. Um, this is just speculation because there's nothing else we to don't work really with know. Here, yeah, is that? Um, but naturally, if you think that he's not a completely committed football guy, Mickey Joseph, I think, only wants completely committed football guys. Yeah, it, that's why I think it goes both ways too. It is. It, it's very frustrating because. We go into another offseason where there's a lot of expectations. You bring Scott Frost back. Trev Alberts kind of lays out the, the blueprint for what needs to be done. And up to this point, it looked like everything had been working fairly swimmingly. I mean, for the most part, the guys that we knew were going to leave have left. You made some additions in the transfer portal. You have players like Xavier Betts, who by all indications was going to take that step forward. And it looks like when you take one step forward, you're taking two steps back. And it's just a constant theme when it becomes Nebraska football. I do agree with you. I don't think it's time to panic. I do have faith in Mickey Joseph and his plan. If if, if this was a Mickey Joseph decision, obviously it's always going to come back on Scott Frost. You're the head coach. You're the yeah. head football coach. You're on thin ice as it is. It's going to come back to you. But if this is Mickey Joseph, uh, like you said, two days ago he says, Brody Belt, you're the best football player on the team. Now, take that however you will, but he's a guy that works hard. We've heard that from many coaches, and, and that's just kind of the situation. If – you're not completely invested in Mickey Joseph wants that full investment, wants you to show up day in and day out. I respect that. I'm okay with that. I understand. And I, I There's a few texts we want to read through. I know you guys are uh, itching right now. Uh, so what it is certain, Texer says, uh, what is certain is Mickey Joseph is an expletive around. I agree with that, basically what we've been saying. I'm okay with that. Um, I'll ask you this, Bach, because I know you kind of have followed recruiting in, in the intricacies of uh, of the depth chart a little bit more than I do. Who are the key tight ends this year? I, I think that's well. a question that I don't know if, <laughs> if anyone really knows the answer to, right? I mean, it's been Austin Allen kind of by himself the past couple seasons, so I, I don't really know who's going to take that next step forward. Well, Travis Vokalek was supposed to be that guy, and, and is, is supposed to be that guy. I shouldn't say was. He's just not practicing right now, and I don't think he's going to get back for the spring. That's another problem that was updated today. Like, their top three to four tight ends are all out. Exactly. Um, there's been some rumors speculating about Thomas Fedona and an injury he sustained. Um, uh, Frost didn't go too deep into that, but he said he is out right now, so you, you kind of uh, wonder where that's going. That it, you know, it's, it's a beat-up team is the other part. You you got two starting offensive linemen that aren't playing. <laughs> I mean, an inside linebacker and, and Nick Henrich that, that's out right now. Um, you know, and maybe that's not so severe for spring. But if we're honest about it, I mean, you just kind of blow off all these things. It, it you know, everything, all these small problems. It's starting to add up to a, a bigger right. problem. But again, like somebody says off the text line, I don't worry about the departure on a four-win team. Um, I don't know if that's the, the necessarily the way to look at it, and I don't know where he's getting the four wins from. <laughs> uh, they only won three last year. Maybe he's projecting forward four wins for this football team. Right. Um, but these, again, are the, the key pieces that you just you can't lose some of your best players. Like right. There's naturally going to be some attrition and some turnover, and they need that. I mean, they have their over-the-scholarship limit, um, so they need that to happen. Um, but you can't have that be your best players, and that was a problem again. If you go back to Nebraska basketball, it hurt, it hurt Tim Miles, it hurt Doc Sather before him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're kind of worried about retention and, and keeping things together for Fred Hoiberg year in and year out. And on the football side, it, it's it's I can't really remember 
you know, it, it being a huge problem for Bill Callahan or Bo Pelini or, or even Mike Riley. But now, I mean, again, it, you're just adding up all these guys, all your key recruits. I guess for Mike Riley, his recruits turned out. A lot of his four stars didn't stay on campus mm-hmm. for very long. Um, but for Frost, I mean, we're talking about real upside guys. Like a Wandale goes out and shows it. Yeah. A Greg Bell went out and yeah. showed it to a different level. Um, but he went out there and did it. J.D. Spielman would have been your all-time leading receiver if you would have kept him on board. I mean, these are big uh, parts. And, again, I don't know if I put Xavier quite in those categories. I would Maybe closer to Greg Bell um, than any of those other guys. But he is a guy that's just a proven big play threat at this level because he's done it. And there's been frustrations with not getting him the ball more and all this. But, you know, and, and again, that might be that whole thing where maybe he's not all in on, on football and kind of trying to enjoy those other parts of life. But uh, it's 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 just – <laughs> it's not a good look. I mean, again, if you lose a, a you know, third or fourth player on a depth chart somewhere, um, then you don't get too worried about it. But Xavier Betts is was supposed to be that number one, maybe number two guy. guy at wide receiver for a team that doesn't have a whole lot coming back as far as reliable, reliable guys that they can go to. Ramir Johnson's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was not, you know, he's had a big play here and there, but... This this was their their biggest upside, I think, for um, big play threat, and they're they're going to need that, I think, at times this year. Listen, this is the thing though that I want to make sure we're very clear. There's still six months until the season starts. A lot of things can change. Injuries change. People that are coming in and out of the program for crying out loud. Now the way the transfer portal works yeah. changes. This isn't going to be the final roster that shows up week one or week zero, whatever you want to call it. It's there's time. I don't think it's time to panic. It sounds like Xavier Betts still has the opportunity to play if he wants to. I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't quote me on that. But the way Frost made it sound, it sounds like he has the opportunity to come back. It's March. Take a breather. Let's all take a step back. I understand it's frustrating, and it seems like it's just a common theme at this point. But I mean, for crying out loud, we haven't even played spring game yet. I mean, come on. It, it, I, I think it'll be fine. I think we need to give it time. I trust the changes that have been made on the coaching staff, and I think more than anything, that's the big part of it, too. You you brought in Mark Whipple. You brought in Mickey Joseph. These guys aren't screwing around. They know what they're doing. It, it, Scott Frost wouldn't have brought them in if that wasn't the case. Trust the process. Trust the plan. There's plenty of time. I'm I, I, I that, I'm trying to think, <laughs> I'm trying to think rationally because so many times I feel like it's so easy to think irrationally. Thinking rationally, it's still March. It's still March. At least that's what I'm keep telling myself until it's April, and then it's May, and then it's June. Yeah. it's still June, it's still July. But I'm gonna keep saying it's just there. There's no reason to panic yet. There's no reason to panic, but the the problem is the the pressure is on this year, right? I mean, this is this is uh you know just kind of an experiment all thrown together. I've been calling that all along, and for what it's worth, that an experiment doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. There's all sorts of experiments going on when you make hires left and right. Um, but this looks like a one year deal of trying to to put this all in order. So they need to finally catch big breaks and you know you just need a change in what's been going on at this place for so many years um just to i mean what are we asking for just to get to 500 here i mean that's the frustration for everybody is that, it, that it's adding up is it at least my god <laughs> i think i i just think the expectations are higher i don't think that again i, I i'm this is all speculation but i don't think trev alberts would have brought scott frost back to go six and six i really don't I just don't see that as the reality. 
Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I don't think six wins keeps his job. You, do, do you think it does? It depends on how it looks, especially with this schedule. Um, you know, if they're, they're getting the, the doors blown off them by the same teams. I mean, if, they, if they're close like they were last year in, in six losses against high-end teams, then maybe not. Um, but it really depends on how it looks. And that's why I think that it, it was important for uh, Trev Albert to, to say, you know, it's the metrics that they're coming up with because he doesn't want to throw seven wins no matter what out there. And then his team goes six and six, yeah, and they look pretty you good, and you know, toward you the end of the year that. and all that stuff. Um, so I don't think that there's necessarily a, a certain mark that, that gets there. But I will say this: this is, it, it, and I've been saying it for a long time now. I mean, we can have our expectation. We, you know, Gus chimes in eight and four minimum. We can say that. But I'm telling you what it, what's the outlook from the outside is Nebraska is going to be picked near the bottom of the Big Ten West, and they're going to be expected at best to get the six to seven wins. That's going to be the, the projection. Maybe, you know, it, here in Lincoln and, and around the, you know, even in within that locker room, you uh, certainly want to raise that. Right. But, you know, we can, we can get all excited and drink all the Kool-Aid we want to. That Kool-Aid doesn't extend to outside the state lines everybody else are, is looking at a, a program that's been losing they've put some pieces together and I, I know there is some excitement out there um you know in 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 you know for, for casey thompson and, and and for whipple and all that stuff like those I are big names and that's why we exactly. got excited about them but i still am not sure that when we see the preseason magazines come out that nebraska is going to be predicted on top of the big <laughs> 10 west i just don't think so uh, no i i don't think but i don't think that's the expectation look Eight wins, I don't think, is a crazy number to throw out there, especially with the changes in the offseason. But, no, I don't think that wins you the Big Ten West. I don't even think it, it – honestly, shouldn't even get you close. But who knows? Uh, I, I want to reference something that a texture said. Uh, Betts was as good as you guys are portraying him. He would have been a bigger factor. I don't think it's so much as good as he was. I think it's more losing to Ray and Allen. It's who's, who's that next guy because those are your two – receivers last year and those were your two guys that you went to who is it this year I think it was more than anything is just kind of maybe not an expectation but just optimism that Xavier Betts was going to take that next step he was going to take that role of the deep play threat I think more than anything that's the frustration yes his track record isn't showing that he's going to light it up and be wide receiver one but you would assume that a few guys go out he's been with the program he steps up I think that's kind of more what I've been thinking I don't know about you Buck but that was kind of more the thought process that I had with it well, yeah, I mean, he, he just had some big playability. It's, it's flashes, again. Exactly. He, he didn't have 300 yards total for the season, but he had games where he'd have a 55-yarder, a 30-yarder, a 27-yarder, a 30-yarder. Those are all the longs on the year. He ran the ball once on an end around for 83 yards. You right. just don't have a whole lot of guys that even have that, even though it's limited, even though it's flashes. You don't have a whole lot of guys that, having played for Nebraska, have that even on their resume. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I do understand some people not wanting to, to get too frustrated about it. And I, and I would agree because, you know, it's – I suppose if you just put Xavier Betts along with all those other guys, all those other departures that we had uh, in December and January, um, then you wouldn't be so frustrated this, you know, this long past, right? You just kind of say, yeah, that's another guy that they could have used, but I guess right. whatever happened. So, you know, I know we're really in the moment for this one, um, but it's, it's just, you know, I, I think when you were talking about optimism for this – Offense, he would have been uh, maybe other than Casey Thompson. I mean, he would have been the one of the first, certainly first five names you throw out there. Maybe first three. Yeah, I would say so. So especially, I mean, it's just it, with all that you're losing. 
I yeah. think that, that's what it is. Is you just expect them to step in. Maybe we should. Maybe that shouldn't be our expectation. And like you said, if he left in January, this would obviously be a different discussion. But in the heat of the moment, it definitely isn't good. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Well, we're getting some response from you guys. We'll, uh, we will respond to your response. How about that? We'll do that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, sponsored by Colligan Water. If you want to see if your water software is working properly, or if you just don't have one at all, give Colligan a call to schedule a free water test. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to colliganlincoln.com. We'll, we'll hit this topic next. Also, Sweet 16 talk as well. It resumes tonight. Uh, we'll cover that here on the Ticket Water Cooler coming up next.